Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So welcome back to the Anthony Gordon Show. So this is a slightly different format, uh, if you will, of the the show, and I think it's a very exciting pivot point. A take stock after of over fifty uh, shows of the podcast, a number of exciting developments have swum into focus which has caused me to sort of hunker down with the production team and the folks around me. <clears throat> and I think we've made an important and exciting decision. The sort of background is as follows. Reaching out to the folks that produce the show uh, at Launch Apart Media, one of the points that was made to me <clears throat> by folks who understand me, understand the thesis of the show and the podcast world, uh, is the importance of listeners really understanding the thesis, the premise of the show, understanding why I would take the energy, the time and the effort uh, to do this show uh, and, and really who I am and specifically the value add uh, that hopefully I bring to listeners and the, uh, the sort of the, the, the underlying reason why I wanted to do the show and where I think I can add uh, value and, and clarity to people's lives. So with a discussion I had with the LaunchPod Media, coupled with the fact that, exciting news, um, working on a book, uh, which hopefully will, uh, will go to print uh, next year. Um, it will be distributed by Simon Schuster. The thesis of the book is going to be very much the subjects of upcoming uh, podcasts, of upcoming shows, the thesis of the book, working name uh, being there's more to life, meaning there's more to life than responding to Facebook likes or virtual friends. We're going to dive into what that really means. But the meat and potatoes is really looking at well-known myths, common misunderstandings and dispelling them. And the reason I'm going to, to do that, <clears throat> excuse me, is that I, as a person who's in the sort of speaking circuit, who's interacting also with very high profile, famous people in the entertainment and sport industry, and also dealing with some top people in academic circles, I found myself in a unique vantage point to sort of take a bird's eye view, almost like a drone looking down uh, at society and as an observer and as a person who's interacted with many, there's definitely certain ideas that I've developed. And I think specifically solutions 
that I have not heard anywhere else. <clears throat> and I believe it fills a void in the podcast space and speaks to um, my legacy and the journey uh, that I've had uh, to date. <clears throat> so I'd like to address the reason today uh, that we're living in a society where millions of people are, are living lives of quiet desperation. And I think that <clears throat> one of the underlying reasons is that people that I speak to um, and the research that I've done shows that there are people in a, a very deep existential crisis as to who they are, you know, why they're going through the motions day in and day out. And I'd like to explore why that is and specifically uh, add some ideas as to how we can respond to that situation. And I think that's a, a very important uh, a tool and ideas that will help you navigate uh, the journey of life in a more successful and most importantly, uh, a meaningful and in uh, <clears throat> a happy way. So let's just define the problem. I find that social media has, and we've seen this come out in the public of late with the expose, if you will, of Facebook. So Facebook, as, uh, pardon me, social media uh, has caused a number of very interesting phenomena that has, has now clearly resulted in psychological and sociological phenomena which need to be addressed. Let's get a sense of the magnitude of uh, the problem. So in, in the last 15 years uh, or so, social media has become so pervasive and such a part of, of people's lives that people don't realize how much of their time is being invested in social media and how it's impacting them physically, how it's impacting them emotionally, and how it is impacting them psychologically. I saw a statistic, uh, which might even be dated uh, by now, from uh, Statista, which said that the average person spends 135 minutes on social media a day. That's a scary, scary thought. Uh, we're talking about over two hours a day. Now, let's, uh, let's look at some of the impact of what that's doing to individuals and to the society uh, as a whole. Firstly, what's happened is that people are have become passive repositories, if you will, for the ideas, the value, and the content that is being spewed uh, out on various social media platforms. Instead of really being uh, critical, uh, trying to figure out why they, uh, why people do certain things, what they want to pursue, um, the values that are important to them, What's happened, and this is not only a uh, psychological, physiological as well, is that the ideas, the content, the value system that pop culture has a certain vested interest in us entertaining, internalizing, and harboring uh, has basically become part and parcel uh, of the psyche of the average American. How has that happened? Firstly, physiologically. So research done at Harvard University by Trevor Haynes, uh, and I've seen this uh, in a number of other research articles, 
have underscored the the impact of the chemical messenger called dopamine, which we are aware is the so-called happy, the happy chemical drug, if you will. And the impact on how social media notification triggers a, that chemical called a dopamine, which means that a reaction, uh, be it a like, uh, a response uh, to an email, a text, um, the idea of people following one is <clears throat> causes a, a real chemical reaction and causes a high, if you will. And if we think of the Skinner, uh, the, the Skinner box in terms of the uh, a reaction and a reward, it's almost Pavlovian. You get a response to something you've sent out on a social media and immediately you get this euphoric high. So obviously that's a precursor not only to addiction, but the desire or the drive to continue to do things to elicit the same response. And what that has resulted in is that we become a reactive society. <clears throat> we, we tailor our words, our beliefs, our message in order to try and trigger the right response. And our whole sense of self is directly, it corresponds directly to how a message triggers a certain response from other people. What, uh, if we take that to its logical conclusion, really what, uh, what has become of many people, and I think most people, uh, is that they will, instead of saying what they really believe um, or sharing ideas that they hold sacrosanct, they will, they will bend their, their beliefs, they'll become malleable in order to trigger the dopamine response of people liking them, of people giving them a, a little thumbs up. And in so doing, the psyche of so many people is completely external. That has resulted in an internal world that has never been built up. And uh, perforce, there's an emptiness. There's an emptiness in so many millennials that I speak to. And when I sort of peel back the onion and ask basic uh, existential questions, if you will, um, you know, uh, where do you want to be in a few years? Um, what are your strengths? They sort of are shocked into the to reality because there's no script and sort of uh, looking around as to what is the right way to answer. I've done my own sort of field study, if you will, in uh, public speaking, in interacting with folks, when I am aware that somebody is simply parroting what they have heard on, uh, you know, one of the, the, the secular media channels, uh, if I were to ask them in a very non-adversarial, non-combative way, you know, based on based on what do you say that, they stumped, and there's a realization that they simply are echoing the sentiments of what they've heard and the subtle brainwashing of what has really been channeled through primarily social media and pop culture. And it doesn't necessarily fit with their ethos, their internal sense of what's right and wrong, uh, but that's the party line. 
Sadly, what this is, what this means, my friends, is that we have, uh, you know, many millions of zombies who are parroting what the party line is and who are imparting messages to trigger certain responses and having no internal world and being responsive and reactive as opposed to proactive is, I believe, one of the core deleterious impacts of social media physically, psychologically, and spiritually, and uh, has resulted uh, in people really thinking less. I think people would rather die than think. And people have lost the ability to be uh, individualistic and really haven't peeled back uh, the onion, if you will, and done some soul searching and try to figure out, you know, how they can best have a productive life. Now, if someone hasn't really drilled down and asked these questions and hasn't you know, touched on the most basic existential question, and, and that is, uh, why are we here or wh why are we living? Then as soon as there's a bump in the road, uh, as soon as one faces the inevitable vicissitudes in life, the wheels come off. In the words of uh, Viktor Frankl, who's quoting Nietzsche, those who have a why to live, it can bear with almost any how. Meaning if you know why we're here, then when life seems to go off script, one understands that there's a rhyme, there's a reason why we're here, and one will figure out how to pivot and recalculate. I think the idea or the common response when I ask people, what do they want to achieve out of life? The cliched, I want to be happy, I want to be successful, I want to be rich, rings hollow. I find the response in uh, the world where people are more God-centered or people are more family-oriented uh, deals with the sense of family, deals with the sense of relationships. And it's very, very clear that things don't make people happy. Things don't give people a purpose. It's relationships and more specifically a relationship with a significant other, with one's uh, family and with, with, with God. Or if a person doesn't want to uh, think of a, a all powerful being uh, that there's some sense of accountability for the world, uh, for the life that we're going to live. So, now that we've articulated what I think is really the thrust of the problem, I want to try and give some exercises so we can hopefully give you some tools that, <clears throat> that will ensure that we are not just zombies, that we are not just being reactive, uh, and that we get uh, you know, some of the ways of building our internal world so that we won't it just be like a feather in the wind and uh, be susceptible to be pushed up with the waves and the cycles of society. So here's a few questions, which I think if you can respond to and think about, it'll start giving you an idea of who you are, the idea of what you stand for <clears throat> and your quote unquote mission statement in this world. Because without that, 
really all you're going to be uh, is you're going to be passive you're going to be a respond you're going to respond uh, to trends that Madison Avenue imparts that social media imparts instead of having a sense of why you specifically are here and what your journey is all about here's some ideas my friends number 1 if someone gave you $10,000 on condition that you had to give it away to another person or to a charity what would you do with that money? So if we think about who we would give it to, a person uh, or a charity, that should start giving a sense of what you feel is important in your life. What you think if you had the ability to give, what, who would be the beneficiary of that benevolence? If you, if you start thinking about that question seriously, that will be helpful in getting a sense of what's important to you. Another question you might want to think about is, if you could meet one person in the world, dead or alive, who would that person be and why? Again, if you think through who that person is and why, hopefully that'll give you more of a sense of what's driving you, of why do you respect this person and why would you want to spend time with this person? These are not the kind of issues, these are not the kind of questions uh, which pop culture uh, necessarily raises. And frankly, pop culture, and uh, we say that in the broadest sense, has a vested interest in keeping people dumbed down so that we can literally be targets of consumerism, uh, that uh, people won't really have a critical filter system of knowing, is this good for me, uh, for my family? Is this part of my worldview? And some of the uh, questions that will help hopefully sharpen the saw, if you will, and get a sense of how to understand your own internal GPS, your, your uh, internal um, uh, roadmap, is when are you at peace? When are you, quote unquote, in the zone? When do you feel that you are most happy. If you think about those moments in your life, that should also give you more of a sense of the synchronicity between your body, your soul, and will give you more of a sense of what your individual mission is. An exercise that I have often used in the business context uh, for helping businesses really evaluate um, who they are and the direction that they can go, I found is also very helpful on an individual level. I'd like you to think about the following four questions. What, what, why, why? In the business world, I use these four questions to help companies or to help entrepreneurs to respond to the following. What is the unique value proposition? What is the main differentiator between our company and the competitors, why should someone invest in me and why now? So if you take those basic questions out of the corporate context into a more individual existential context, it'll very much help. It should help you get a real sense of the core drives that you have and things that are important to you and help give you a sense of how you're wired. What is what is your value proposition? What is your individual mission statement? What would you consider 
a, a successful life, what do you want to have on your proverbial uh, tombstone? That's something you need to think about because by definition, if something doesn't fit into that mission statement, you shouldn't be spending time doing it. And if the society, if someone suggests something which falls out of that statement, you know that in doing it, you might uh, be popular, you might be placating people, but you're not going to be true to yourself. And the only way to build self-esteem and to build character is to be true to yourself uh, and not to be doing things to please other people or to placate other people. The question, what, uh, how, what is the differentiator? Get a sense of what makes you different to everyone else in the world. We all have unique traits. We all have certain assets that uh, are given to us. This is not a time to use false humility. Think about what is, is something that is a, a unique talent uh, that you have that should not only help define who you are, but should also help in your vocational calling and or should also help in directing you to the kind of relationships that should the kind of folks that you should surround yourself with, uh, including a significant other. Why, <clears throat> why you? In this context, it would be while people feel comfortable in a crowd, uh, if they chose one person to do something specific, why would they choose you? Again, this is uh, a, an exercise uh, to try and explore what makes you unique. And again, what would differentiate you from a herd mentality? Finally, why now? There's different stages of our lives. <clears throat> There's different things that are appropriate for different stages uh, in our life. And uh, the, this is an exercise I suggest that people do at different parts of their life. That at this particular juncture, given your age and stage, the, uh, these questions should be addressed. So today's discussion, my friends, is really a result of uh, being in the public speaking circuit, meeting with a lot of people, and the sentiments that, I've, that I see and hear of people who are really lost uh, and the idea that we live and learn, uh, to me, uh, is quite cruel. Uh, clearly, it would be better if we first learn and then we go out and live. First, learn what makes you unique. Learn what is the areas that uh, where you feel most at peace. And then go out and then laser pursue that. As, as opposed to living in a world where people are simply parroting or echoing what uh, pop culture is saying. I think this is an important uh, discussion. I think these are important exercises for all of us. And I think my parting shot, my friends, uh, for this for this sort of uh, pivot of the Anthony Gordon show, as we start breaking down, um, if you will, certain myths in uh, pop culture and then dispel them uh, is as follows, is that find what you stand for. Because if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. This is Anthony Gordon. And until we next meet again, keep your feet on the ground, reach for the stars.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.